podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday that was supposed to be about the draw for the Champions League. In that draw, Liverpool have got Real Madrid. More on that in a bit. But we have major, major breaking news. Liverpool FC have been put up for sale by Fenway Sports Group. Now, David Ornstein has broken this news. He has said that basically the club have reached out to Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. They have been retained to assist with the process and that a full sales presentation has been produced for interested parties. Fenway Sports Group themselves have released a statement to The Athletic, which states that there have been a number of changes of ownership and rumours of changes of ownership at Premier League clubs And inevitably, we are regularly asked about Fenway Sports Group's ownership in Liverpool. FSG has frequently frequently received expressions of interest from third parties seeking to become shareholders in Liverpool. FSG has said that under the right terms and conditions, we would consider new shareholders if it was in the best interests of Liverpool as a club. FSG remain fully committed to the success of Liverpool on and off the pitch. So... Their public statement does not expressly state that the club itself is up for sale, but privately that is believed to be the case, that they're looking to sell the job lot, to sell the entire club and move on. They have an interest in buying an NBA franchise. It is believed that they're the front runners to get an NBA franchise when there is NBA expansion, which I think they're suggesting could be around 2025. So they'll be looking to clear out now, bank that money and have it when they get one of the expansion franchises, which are likely to be in Seattle and Las Vegas. They've been strongly rumoured to be the front runner for the Las Vegas franchise, them and LeBron James, who is a minority owner in Fenway Sports Group. So who next? That is the big question. Who next to own this football club. Now, early indications are that the front runner is Jim Ratcliffe. English businessman, English billionaire, a chemical engineer by trade, owner of Ineos Chemicals Group. This is the group that he used. He was trying to buy Chelsea. Their total assets sit at about $33 billion. They had revenue in 2019 of $61 So he would look to buy the club 
through his company. It's what he did when investing in Nice and Lausanne in uh, Switzerland. They're the two clubs he already owns. They are a principal partner and an equal owner in Mercedes F1 team, which has obviously been wildly successful. In recent weeks, there was some suggestion of potential investment by Mercedes into Liverpool, Mercedes F1 into Liverpool. And that may well be, uh, may well have sparked this discussion that this man is interested. They've also invested in rugby, in cycling and in sailing. He has a great interest in being involved in sport and investing money into sporting enterprises. Now, look, he is a Manchester United fan. He has also recently tried to buy Manchester United, but who he supports is absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. Because he is not going to buy into a club or buy a club outright without wanting them to be successful. That's what he does. He wants success. And he's already got a structure in place with Nice and Lausanne, which would give us that multi-club model that a lot of fans have been wanting. So he's got to be considered one of the strongest contenders. I have a small working list of potential investors, potential buyers, based on people who are A, very, very wealthy, B, not murderous dictators, and C, already invested in sport. Now, this one's a complete outsider and one I I don't believe will be involved, but Steve Ballmer is worth consideration. Owner of the LA Clippers, he has invested an enormous amount in the Clippers. He previously had tried to buy the Seattle Supersonics, failed to do that. He also tried to buy the... um, the Dodgers. He's been voted as the best owner in basketball because of his willingness to spend money. He is a ferociously rich human being, 117 billion in wealth through his shares and involvement in Microsoft. So he's one just to keep in the back of your mind, very, very unlikely, but one just to keep in the back of your mind. David Tepper is worth consideration here. He owns the Carolina Panthers and he owns Charlotte FC in MLS. Now, he doesn't have the type of money to do it by himself. But he's definitely somebody that you could see being involved in a a group that would come in to buy the club. Now, he might want to get an investment company behind him the same way Todd Bowley did with Clear Lake. So he's one who would be on the list. John Sherman is worth consideration. He's the owner of the Kansas City Royals. He's highly regarded for the work he's done with them. Bruce Sherman is another one to keep in mind. He's the owner of the Miami Marlins. Now, he's 74, so he might not want the hassle, but just one to keep in mind. You've got Steve Cohen, who owns the New York Mets. 
Um, he's a very wealthy man and potentially could be in a position to make a move and buy into the club. But the group... Oh, there's one other individual I would suggest is, is Joe Sai, who is a... Hong Kong Canadian billionaire who owns the Brooklyn Nets and the New York Liberty, and he owns a, a national lacrosse league team as well. He's worth a ferocious amount of money as well. Now, again, he would need to buy through his company rather than individually, or he could get you know a group together. But if it's not Jim Radcliffe, my feeling on it is that it will be a group of three businessmen and a potential investment firm backing them. The group I would say to keep an eye on involves Josh Harris and David Blitzer, both of whom are shareholders in Crystal Palace. They have recently tried to be involved in buying Chelsea. They were open to selling their shares in Palace. They both have wide investments in a variety of sports. Josh Harris owns the New New Jersey Devils. He owns the Philadelphia 76ers. Blitzer is with him with the Sixers, with the Devils, with Palace, obviously. But he's also a shareholder in the Cleveland Guardians. He's a shareholder in Bronby, in Augsburg, in Alcon, in Den Haag. And then he's a shareholder in Real Salt Lake, which brings in the third member of what I think would be a potential group to come in and buy the club. And that's Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith co-owns Real Salt Lake with David Blitzer. He also owns the Utah Jazz. I would keep an eye on their names coming up. Ryan Smith, Josh Harris, and David Blitzer. They have a definite want to buy one of the marquee teams in the Premier League. They have been very open about that. They were very open about that after their attempts to buy into into Chelsea. So just keep an eye on their names coming up. Josh Harris, David Blitzer, Ryan Smith. I think they will get involved in this. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy, by searching for Anfield Index. I don't know which I'd prefer, whether it would be better to have Jim Radcliffe or to have these three gentlemen. What I know 
about both is obviously they can bring a multi-club model because Ratcliffe has his two clubs and Blitzer probably brings the most interesting portfolio with Bronby, with Augsburg, with Alcorcon, with Den Haag and with Real Salt Lake. They're the ones I would suggest might be best suited, but there could well be others out there. There likely will be others out there. This is just a, a like a, a brief working list that I've had kind of ticking over for the last six months or so. Because you want to look at people who have a real interest in sport and potentially investment in multiple sports. You know, I wouldn't look at somebody who's only really involved in one sport and suggest that they're a likely buyer. Other than, you know, maybe Balmer, he could be an option. He would be, I mean, if you got him, he could spend whatever he wants. He makes Roman Abramovich look poor. But I think Blitzer, Harrison, Smith, as a group, is one to keep a close eye on. They could do it without Smith, but I do like that link with him and Blitzer. And it's extra funds into the pot. And he's very young, very ambitious, very data-driven as well, as are the other two. I mean, if you don't know, David Blitzer and Josh Harris own the Philadelphia 76ers. They went out and they hired Daryl Morey, who was sort of the pioneer of analytics-driven focus in the NBA when he was the general manager of the Houston Rockets, he set up the Sloan conference that everybody talks about. So, so glowingly now that's his brainchild where people go and share ideas. And we've seen football or soccer as they want to call it, become a bit more part of that as well in recent years. So do just keep an eye on those three, their names coming up. I'd be surprised if Blitzer and Harris aren't strongly linked. Radcliffe makes sense, or Radcliffe, he makes sense, given his recent attempts to buy Chelsea and buy Manchester United. My hope would be that a sale can be completed before the January transfer window, because... I think if we go into January and there is a sale ongoing, it likely means we're not bringing anyone in. Unless money has already been set aside, which may be the case. Maybe things are already in motion for that. But my feeling on it would be that FSG would pull back and say, well, we're not spending anything that the new owner spend. I wouldn't expect that we'll get a Todd Bowley type run amok and spend whatever summer because I believe that man to be a bit of a wally. But I do think you'll see real ambition between these guys. There is one other name who could potentially get involved with that group or with another group, and that's Mark Lazary who was recently linked to Inter Milan. 
Um, he is a co-owner of the Milwaukee Bucks alongside Wes Edens, who's a co-owner of Aston Villa. So, potentially. But Lazary could be interesting. Could be interesting. I wouldn't expect him to have the interest in, in becoming owner of a club like ours, but maybe, maybe. His his links to Donald Trump would completely put me off of him, though. I'll just be clear on that. His, his links to Trump would completely put me off him. But Harris, Blitzer and Smith, that's the group I'd like to see. Or Jim Ratcliffe. But what we need is we need an owner who's going to come in and be really ambitious. Who's going to come in and run this club to win every year because that's what this club deserves. Mo Chatra will hopefully do a money talks on this in the next day or so. So make, make sure you listen out for that one. Um, as mentioned earlier, we have drawn Real Madrid in the champions league. It is the third successive season that we will face Real Madrid. And Here's a funny little stat for you. In the European Cup under Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool have been in every season since 1718. In 1718, they lost the final to Real Madrid. In 1819, they won the final in Madrid. In 1920, they were knocked out by Atletico Madrid. In 2021, they were knocked out by Real Madrid. And in 21-22 they lost to Real Madrid in the final. So Liverpool's Champions League history under Jurgen Klopp is almost entirely based around the city of Madrid. And I said on Twitter today, I would much rather face them in a two-legged tie than a one-off game. Now, people said, oh, but we already played them in a two-legged tie. No, we didn't. Let's, Let's be really honest about what happened in those games. We played them with a skeleton of a team. We were in a bad old way that season. There is nothing you can take from those games and think that it reflects on the reality of where the clubs are. Like, have a look at our team in Madrid. It wasn't anything like what would what we would expect to put out. We had Allison, we had Trent, we had Ozan Quebec and Nat Phillips at centre back. Andy Robertson, Naby hauled off at half time for reasons known only to Klopp, replaced by Milner who couldn't run. Thiago sitting on the bench. Then we played them at home. And we had Phillips and Quebec and Milner started in midfield. And again, Thiago was left on the bench. So that's not a reflection of anything other than the fact that Klopp had briefly lost his mind and we had absolutely no centre-backs. So you take nothing from those games. Absolutely nothing from those games. Now, We're not beating Real playing like we are at the moment, obviously. But in February, with players refreshed and 
a mindset reset and hopefully a couple of new players in the door and a bit of a buzz around the club, perhaps, I think we can knock them out. I do. I think we can knock them out. I think we can beat them at home. and I think we can go there and get a draw. I think we can beat Real Madrid. We should have beaten Real Madrid in the final last season. We should have beaten them in the final. We were the better team. We controlled the game. We were let down in midfield. For some reason, things kept getting slowed down whenever they got shifted to the right. They got slowed down and played played backwards and allowed them to reset the defence and didn't take advantage of when we had them on the ropes. Think of how little we actually created in that game. You hear people talk about, oh, but... Courtois had the game of his life. No, he didn't. He made a couple of good saves. Everything else was straight at him and we created very little. What were the best chances we had in that game? When Mane had to beat three men in the box and shoot for himself? There's no creativity in that by a midfield. The the one where Mo has to pull a world-class touch out of his backside and then shoot right-footed, running away from goal? We can be so much better. So, so much better. We can knock out Real Madrid. I am convinced of it. Uh, the rest of the draw, if you have interest, uh, RB Leipzig versus Man City. Club Bruges against Benfica. Eintracht Frankfurt against Napoli. AC Milan against Tottenham. Dortmund against Chelsea. Inter Milan against Porto. And Paris Saint-Germain against Bayern. So, us versus Real. PSG versus Bayern being the two glamour ties. Uh, you would expect City to go through. I would expect Benfica to go through. Napoli to go through. The others, I think, are all really, really tight. I, I don't know who to pick between Milan and Tottenham because it depends on which Tottenham shows up. The same with Dortmund-Chelsea. Which Chelsea is going to show up? Is it the one that played Arsenal? Because if it is, they're getting knocked out. Inter versus Porto's really, really tightly balanced. And Bayern versus PSG, Bayern is the better team, but PSG have that front line. And Bayern's front line has misfired a couple of times this season because they don't have Lewandowski there now. PSG's back line can be got at, but it remains to be seen if, if Bayern can do that. Uh, we'll leave it there for today. And if you have any suggestions on who else might be an option to come in and by the club, I would be really interested to know who other people are looking at. Like I said, that's just a working list that I've been messing about with for six months or so. Um, for no purpose other than my own morbid curiosity about who could buy the club. Because you hear a lot of people with the whole FSG out and just get them gone and all this kind of stuff. But yet they never, ever have a real suggestion on who could be realistic owners, <laughs> Red Bull Merseyside. Red Bull Merseyside would be interesting, but they don't, I don't think, I don't think we're uh, we're in their price range. They like to buy, you know, division three clubs and build them up. Um, you know, we, we had that kind of mindset of, oh, we'll just get them gone, get anybody in, anybody be better than them when David Moore's on the club. And because of that, we ended up with Hicks and Gillette. Um, we can't allow another Hicks and Gillette situation. We just can't. FSG have been very good owners. Very, very good owners. As custodians, they have been excellent. 
the club is much better off now than it was when they bought the club. As owners, they lack a little bit of ambition and they lack a willingness to put their own money into the club. And that's that's their right. I'm not criticising them for it. But there's been absolutely no question that they have left the best thing that ever happened to them, Jurgen Klopp, short in a number of seasons. Now, he's complicit in that as well. But hopefully, new owners, more ambition, Klopp gets on board and Klopp maybe gets a little bit uh, giddy about the possibility of spending a little bit more money. So, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.